With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Somehow, everybody finally heard me say flippingquestions at gmail.com at the same time because my email box has been filled with good questions, and I'm going to try to answer as many as possible in the 30 minutes or so we have set aside for episode 37. Hang tight until the end, and I'll tell you where to find the rest of the answers. If you buy and sell cars for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, this podcast has one main goal, to make our listeners money. Let's get to it, flippers. Well, for over 36 episodes, you've been hearing me say, send your questions and suggestions and everything else to flippingquestions at gmail.com. And all of a sudden, it, it really got heard. I say that because this week, my email runneth over, and not just with solicitations from every known scam demand. Now, this week, we got tons of questions, and a few were in the vein of, you know, who in the hell do you think you are predicting the future and such, you know, in case you didn't listen to episode 36, you owe it yourself to do that. Um, but thank you to every one of you who sent in great questions. And as always, I tried to answer every one of your questions with a personal email and I saved a few that I thought would have a wider interest to answer today on episode 37. However, I want to be sure that everyone gets as much information as possible. So at the end of today's episode, after my million-dollar business tip, seriously, million-dollar business tip, and before I sing you a song, and I will sing you a song, I, I will give you the super-secret location for the answers to all of the questions from this week and more information on the new decoder rings that are coming out this fall. I'm just kidding about the rings, but seriously, seriously, stay tuned and get full disclosure. Remember, the number one goal of the Flipping Genius is to help you, the listeners, make more money. So that means sharing everything we have with you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I just had to put that in there. Okay. The first question we've got comes from Claudius from Cleveland, Ohio. Claudius, thanks for sending it in, man. Uh, he says, can I sell other people's cars and have them pay a commission to me? Well, that seems like a nifty idea, Claudius. And uh, it's one that I've thought about, too, and I'm sure a lot of us have. Uh you know, if you can sell something and not have to pay for it, you got no outlay out of pocket. And it's very tempting. Um, one problem you run into is it's illegal in most states without a, a license. And uh, that's 
that's a pretty big problem. So I'm going to say no to that right off the bat for that. But in case that doesn't stop you, um, I, I would say that in a personal situation, let's say you have a close friend or relative that actually asks you to do that because they know that you're good at selling the car, then, you know, I could see you considering doing that. But that can cause trouble, too, because when money gets involved with friends and relatives, you can imagine the trouble you can have there. And I would say if you're going to do that, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. If, if you're going to do that, you, you need to protect yourself. Um, another idea that I had along those lines is a park and sell situation. And this is something I've discussed in the past and tried with very limited attempt. Um, that's where, you know, you, you basically rent space on your lot to individuals to sell their vehicles that they own. And the, the idea here uh, for me was to drive traffic uh, to my location where I didn't have a full lot. I have, you know, room for 25 cars and maybe I only had six there. And and I thought, well, if I've got 25 cars there, more people are going to, you know, come to see my cars because they're going to see all the other cars. And that and that can be true, but uh, it, it, it's going to create two problems. First off, my buyers were interested in the vehicles, or my prospective buyers were interested in vehicles that I had no control over. And therefore... I was losing sales because they said, oh, no, I want that car there instead of your car, uh, based on the information that was written on the windshield. And now I'm, I'm getting paid 25 or 50 bucks for somebody to park a car and compete with me. That wasn't good. Um, and, then, and then the other problem is the other seller's behavior is reflective on me. So if I'm, if I'm getting 25 or 50 bucks from somebody who's selling a car and they turn out to be a crook, you know they're they're being a crook at my location, so that wasn't that wasn't uh, worthwhile. So uh, I quickly decided against that. That that idea didn't really even breathe life uh, before I, I changed my mind on that. But I thought I'd throw it out there because it's probably the closest I've come to doing what you're asking about, Claudius. Um, and 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 then the other question you said, if if so, what what should I do to protect myself? So. In that case of a situation with a friend or relative, let's say, you know, you're, you're feeling like I can, I can help, make sure you work out the details in advance. For instance, what's the minimum price that they'll accept? Um, will they pay you a fee? And if so, how much? And, and then put that in writing. And frankly, I think you're just way better off just doing it as a favor. If, if this is something you're good at and you've got somebody that comes to you and they say, hey, can you help me with this? I would go ahead, personally, I, I, if I was inclined to help somebody, I would just say, yeah, I'll help them. And after the deal's all done, if, it, if they're happy and they want to, you know, give you 50 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever it is, uh, that'd be fine. But I don't think, frankly, I don't think that's the way to go. And I've looked into this further and talked to some other folks I know, and, and that's pretty much a universal answer I think you'll find. Um, hey, if anybody's got more input to share with Claudius, Send it, you know where, flippingquestions at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your input. There's a lot of folks that listen to us that probably have more experience than I do and more ideas. And I, you know, I, I'll, uh, I might call the show Flipping Genius, but believe me, I, I know that I can learn, learn a lot from all of you too. So please send me information. Don't just send questions, send suggestions and ideas, input and stories. Love to share your stories on, on the show too. 
Um, flippingquestions at gmail.com. Okay, uh, let's go to question number two. This comes from Mary Beth from San Jose, California. So all the way from Cleveland, Ohio to San Jose, California. That's pretty cool. And uh, I, I do. I want to thank everybody around the country and actually around the world who's listened to Flipping Genius. Uh, the audience is getting bigger, and that is that is really cool. Now, Mary Beth asks, uh, you talk a lot about Facebook groups. Can you explain why you use Facebook groups instead of Marketplace? I do talk a lot about Facebook groups, Mary Beth, and, and um, they've been a big part of my marketing since around 2014, but I do use Marketplace also. In fact, my website, I, I have a website for my car lot, and my website automatically loads in the Marketplace because Marketplace is a very strong part of my marketing. But uh, I, I will tell you, that that uh, I love Facebook groups, especially the ones that I have control of. I, I've uh, recently written quite a bit of information on this because we have we have some new partners on our Facebook groups in a couple of the metropolitan areas, and we we're talking to some other folks about becoming partners of ours. And I see actually Mary Beth actually asked about this, so we're going to talk more about that as well. Um, Next question you ask is, is there a, a Flipping Genius Facebook group? Uh, we have Flipping Genius Facebook used car groups in 15 cities right now, and we are expanding. Uh, we do not have one in San Jose, California yet, but absolutely we can do that. And uh, Mary Beth asks, what would be involved in uh, starting one? Is there a cost? And she says, you mentioned partnering with with Flipping Genius on the group. Can you explain more about that? Hey, I'm going to take a little break for about 66 seconds. I'm going to grab some more lemonade. When I come back, I'm going to explain more about this. Great question, Mary Beth. And just hang on tight, and I'll be right back after this little message from my friends at Nick's Restaurante. Hey, Flippers. I've got to tell you about my favorite fine dining restaurant probably anywhere, but certainly in the Huntsville, Alabama area. Treat yourselves to a night at Nick's Ristorante. Nick's offers the finest steaks, the freshest seafood, and northern Italian cuisine just like the old country. Seriously, this place is unlike any other. The atmosphere, the service, the desserts are all beyond compare. You will thank me. It is a wonderful place to spend an evening. Nick's is open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, open seating, and Friday and Saturday with two seatings of 5 p.m. or 7.30 p.m. for the foreseeable future based on 50% capacity restrictions with face coverings required to enter, exit, and maneuver while at Nick's. We care about your health and safety and dining experience, and thank you for your understanding. Nick's Restaurante is a member of the iTex trading community. Your iTex dollars are welcome. All right, back to Mary Beth's question. Mary Beth in San Jose asked about Facebook groups and why I am always bragging about them. Well, like I said, Mary Beth, we do use uh, Facebook Marketplace as well. I also use uh, occasionally, not as regularly as I used to, but I also use uh, Craigslist. But the thing I liked about 
Facebook, when, it, when I first started using it, is the personalization, the fact that we can look at somebody's profile and see who we're dealing with. They can see who they're dealing with on both the buying and selling side. I mean, I like to know something about somebody before I go see their vehicle, and I can see that too on there, and, and vice versa. Before they come to see mine, I can check them out. And not that you can believe everything that you see on there, but you can believe quite a bit, and I, I like that. Um, and as far as groups, I find that is another level of intimacy because we have a group that, that we control, and this is this is a big part of it. I told you uh, before the break, I mentioned that, that I've just recently uh, basically writ written uh, the instructions to a couple of our new group, group leaders um, for the techniques that we use to build our groups. Now, our, our groups here in Huntsville, Alabama have well over 30,000 members in them, and that's a pretty strong uh, number, but it's not really strong if those those members aren't active or if they're not focused. But our groups are targeted in, in Huntsville just to two specific price groups. Our biggest group is just $5,000 and over, under, and we have another group that's $5,000 to $10,000. Now, we've got groups right now, Facebook, Flipping Genius Facebook used car groups located in Atlanta, Austin, Texas, Baldwin County, Alabama, Detroit, Michigan, Huntsville, Alabama, Indianapolis, Louisville, Nashville, Omaha, Nebraska, Pensacola, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, and Toledo, Ohio. So those are our groups right now. So no, uh, Mary Beth, we don't have one yet in San Jose, California, but uh, that's probably something we're going to be doing in the next two weeks based on, well, based on some conversations that Mary and Beth and I've, I've had uh, in the interim here, because uh, we, yeah, I did answer a question directly and we've been talking about that. Um, and then the other question was, um, what's it involved? And, and basically, we set up groups. Uh, we, we, of course, have a uniform look about the group. The, uh, the Flipping Genius groups are very specific, and we have very specific rules as to what can be posted. And we have ways to make sure that only, only what we want posted is posted. So you're not going to see wheels on there or lawnmowers or washing machines. Um, you're also not going to see $45,000 cars part, you know, posted on a, a group that's only for cars for $7,000 and under. Um, you're not going to see uh, $500 cars posted on a group that's for vehicles between five and $10,000. It's very, it's very, uh, important that you keep the group clean and it's also very important that the that the um the vehicles are only from a designated area in in uh let's say in the case of uh, the detroit michigan group the uh, vehicles there are only from detroit now they're not from toledo which is just about a two-hour drive not even a two-hour drive but it's a different it's a different market now somebody from detroit could probably join the toledo group and vice versa but uh, we don't want the, the cars cross posted. So that's, that's something that, that we just pay attention to and monitor. It, it takes a little bit of time to do that, but that is part of what makes the groups very effective. Um, so the key is for us is to set up a group that is, is uniform, set rules, uh, create a, a, a clean look to the group, and, uh, and we use the group, of course, to, to encourage uh, more people to, to listen to the podcast. That's a 
big important thing to me. And the bigger we get the podcast, the more effective uh, I can be as the host and the more effective our flippinggenius.com website can be as, as um, we, we're not going to address it today, but we have a, we have a very strong resources page on the, on the group. And one of the things that, that we're trying to grow, there are discounts for uh, our listeners. And the way you do that is by expanding the reach, the, the audience. And so that's a big part of it is, is our flipping genius groups. And we currently have them in 15 different locations and we expect that number to increase, but what we're we're looking for is is people to help us. And you asked, is there a cost to me? And there is not. Um, in fact, our goal, like I said before, the goal of the podcast is to help you make money, and that is the goal of our flipping genius Facebook used car groups as well. The people that help us with the groups, we want to partner with them. Uh, I'm not saying that we're gonna be buying and selling cars with you necessarily. I'm not opposed to that idea. Uh, that that's something that, that possibly could happen. But, but what I want to do is, is set it up so that, that you're benefiting as our partner, uh, in that you help us controlling the group. And as a controlling, uh, factor of the group, you're going to have opportunities that other people are not going to see. Um, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll detail that more. I have detailed that more in the instructions that I've sent out. And if you are interested in participating as one of our Flipping Genius Facebook used car group partners, uh, send me some information at, at flippingquestions at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what area you're interested in. If it's one of our existing areas, great. Or if it's an area that we're not in yet, just let me know that. Um, you can put... Uh, groups in the title or whatever, just, just send me an email, flippingquestions at gmail.com. We'll get a conversation going and I'll be happy to send you the guidelines that, that we've set up. And there's more to come on this. It's, it's a very, it's a, it's a very defined, uh, tool that we use and we've, uh, we've been using it since 2014 and have had tremendous success with it. And I guess to answer answer your question in, in a, a simple fashion, Mary Beth, I just did. We've had a lot of success with it. And that's, that's the reason why we do that. Okay, man, that was a long winded answer to that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next question comes from Bob from Clarksville, Tennessee, just uh, a state away from me. Um, and Bob says, what do you do? Oh, this question's a tough one. <laughs> what do you do if a vehicle breaks down right away and the buyer wants all their money back? Ugh. <laughs> I cuss. That's one thing I do. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> Unfortunately, this does happen. Uh, and and I but I prepare for it. And um I I was looking in in a couple forums that I I belong to um and and it seemed like a universal answer was was you know, you, you tell them, sorry about your luck. <laughs> it's an as is, it's an as is purchase. Uh, it's your, it's your problem now. Um, and, and, you know, to some degree, I, I understand that that is our right as, as we sell the car, if we sell the car, right. But I try to take a long view of, of this. So, uh, I'll tell you exactly what, 
what I do. I, uh, first off, when I when I sell a vehicle, and I am a licensed dealer here in Alabama, uh, so I I follow the rules strictly. Um, that's the first thing that I do, and 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 you should whether you're a licensed dealer or not, you should make sure that you're doing the paperwork correctly. And so the first thing I have them sign, uh, unless I put a warranty on the car, which sometimes I do, I, I, I don't uh, warranty the car personally. I, I buy warranties through a third party. And if that's a, if that's something that you are, uh, um, concerned with or would like to offer, you can check into that and go to the resources page on uh, flippinggenius.com and you can, you can, uh, if you if you can click on uh, the, I believe it's the National Association of Independent Auto Dealers site, and from there uh, you can probably find the warranties, or you can actually there is a warranty company I actually refer to. It's the one that I use, and you could if you are a licensed dealer, you can set up to uh, use their warranties. They're very inexpensive, and frankly, I don't actually buy them. I have the the customer buy the warranty, and I just usually use the one that is uh, a powertrain warranty that just covers major repairs. But that's really what you're worried about is the major, major repair. Um, but right from the outset, I have the buyer sign a form stating that the vehicle is being purchased as is. And when they sign the form and all the other forms that also state this, like the, the bill of sale, the buyer's guide, I remind them that the vehicle is an as-is purchase. And I also remind them that all the liability, both physical and mechanical, is the buyer's once the vehicle has been purchased. I say those exact words every time. They're written on the paper, and I say them every time. And I make sure that they're listening to me. I mean, because it's important. Now, my vehicles are inspected by my mechanic. Uh, Dennis Johnson's my mechanic. I, I, I mention him now because I'm going to mention him later. <laughs> and, uh, and I encourage... Uh, the prospective buyers to inspect the vehicle and even bring their mechanic along. Now we've talked about before that I'm I'm not big on letting them take my vehicle to their mechanic. And if you're interested in that, that's another question. But there's a few episodes back that I talk about that. But if they've got a mechanic or a, uh, you know older brother or whoever that they want to bring along, I, I'm I encourage that because I want I really want them to know as much about the car as possible. Um, I inform the prospective buyer of everything that I know about the vehicle, including including that there are things about the vehicle I don't know about. I mean, usually I'm selling a vehicle that I've had for you know less than two months, so I don't know everything about it. And even though Dennis has done a great job of going over the car and making sure that we think it's road ready, there are going to be some things that that need attention because it's a used car and i sell cars in the under four thousand dollar range so obviously they're not getting a brand new one and um i mean even after this though i you still can run into this from time to time and and frankly personally i i think it's a judgment call i i know that i have the right to say no but but I have said yes too. I mean, a couple times it just seemed like the right thing to do. Either the buyer was just in a desperate situation, or I or I could tell that they were just going to cause more trouble than it was worth. I, I mean, that's you just got to go with your gut on something like this. And in a few instances, I've worked out a deal where where I help with the repair. Uh, you know, we take the car over to Dennis, he fixes it, and maybe I I pay half. Um, but usually, if you're going to do something. 
you might as well just give them their money back, get the car fixed right, and then sell it to a new, new party and just start the whole thing, you know, from scratch. So that's, that's my answer. Hey, again, <laughs> flippers, if, if you've got a different answer, if you've got something you want to share, get it off your chest. Send it to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com. And if you want to record something, uh, if you go to uh, flippinggenius.com, one G in the middle, you can click on the box and actually record your answer and, and send it or send me an audio file if you like. Uh, I'd be happy to hand, ha to listen. And if it's something I think I would to share on the next podcast, I'd, I'd be happy to do that too. Flippingquestions at gmail.com. Send us your input. Yeah, a lot of you guys have a lot more experience with this kind of thing than I do. And I'm, I am thankful that I don't have that much experience with cars breaking down, you know, on the way home from the lot. <laughs> but it, it, it does happen. And it's very important to, to ask yourself, you know, what am I going to do if that happens to me? Um, I'm going to take one little break here and I'll be right back. Just a short break. Okay, I just need to take a little break to get a drink of water. Um, Carl has our next question, and Carl is from Owings Mills, Maryland, and he asks, Randy, that's me, <laughs> Randy, you talk a lot about your mechanic and how much you trust him. I'm sort of like you in that I'm better at marketing and selling than I am at fixing things. How do you find a good mechanic in your area? How do you know that you can trust them? Okay, great question. And, uh, you know, one place that, that I think we all check first is, you know, online. We, we take a look at Google and Facebook and anywhere else, and we see, you know, what the remarks are. And if you see a lot of glowing remarks by people who aren't obviously related to the mechanic or, or employed by him, that's a good start. But um, look for the bad ones, too, and, and see, see how the business responds to those bad remarks. Uh, you know, if they just ignore them, that's probably not a good thing. Uh, you know, just like how we responded to uh, Bob's question earlier, uh, when, you know, Bob from Clarksville, when he asked us, you know, what happens when somebody wants their money back? Um, you got to take a long view of things and you want somebody who takes a long view of their business to be, uh, essentially one of your, your business partners or teammates. That's how I look at Dennis. And, uh, it's, it's very important. Dennis Johnson's my mechanic. Um, and it's very important that, that, that they handle the, the problems well, because problems will come up. Now, I think it's even better to get personal referrals, though. So, so ask, you know, like a dozen people what, you know, who they use. Who, who's the best mechanic? Who's, who, would you, who would you use if you were doing what I'm going to do? Um, share your information with people. Let people know, because you're going to want to tell people. Tell people that you buy cars. Tell people that you sell cars. Because people will send people to you. So don't don't keep this under your hat. And this is a good place to start. Who should I, if you were me and you were starting this, who would you use? Who's the best mechanic you know? Who would you trust for this? And make sure, make sure that you're asking people who you trust and people who care about you. Uh, people who, who want you to do well and ask them, who they would use and you know of course gauge the information based on on the people that you're talking to but if you start hearing the same name over and over that's a pretty strong indication and then i would suggest that you also say to the people who didn't mention that name what about 
these guys? You know anything about them? And chances are, if they're like my guys, you're going to hear good things everywhere you ask. And that's that's been the case um, all along. I mean, frankly, if you're in North Alabama, if you're in the in the area where I live in Harvest, Alabama, and you ask about Dennis Johnson, anybody that knows him gives you a good good report. And that's that's been the case. I, I can't think of any anybody who's ever said anything bad about the guys. Dennis, uh, Jeremy, and uh, and Gary, you've heard on the on the podcast. Dennis Dennis doesn't like to talk on the on the mic. Uh, he would be hilarious if if he did because he knows so much good stuff. But uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get him to come on. Uh, the other two guys were great, and they, and they listen to those episodes. I think it's episode seventeen and episode twenty three, maybe. Um, both have great things to add. But uh, that's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important to me that they have a good sense of humor, uh, and, they, and they do. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, about what else you need to do. So, so you know, ask people, and they'll, they'll lead you, but ultimately, you need to go with your gut. Go and meet with them and, and see what you think. Tell them what your goals are and see what their response is. Um, you know, Dennis Johnson and his crew here in Alabama are my guys and, and have been for years. I have some other friends in the business naturally, uh, but Dennis gets a hundred percent of my business. I, I, I trust him and his guys 100%. Part of it is not only that they're honest with me and, and that's not always a happy thing. I mean, they tell me the truth and, and I, the truth is not kind sometimes you don't want people who who just candy coat everything but you also don't want people who will who will slam your dreams so share your share your story with people tell them what you want to do tell everybody everybody tell them you're buying and selling cars i buy cars for less than you know four thousand dollars i sell cars for less than six thousand dollars what whatever market you say that you're going to be share it with people and and for starters when you when you find these potential folks that you're going to work with as mechanics, share that story with them and hear what they say to you, and if they're realistic, but optimistic, that's good. But if they're totally pessimistic, I wouldn't work with them. I mean, you, you need you need people who are on your team, and and uh, who are going to be supportive of what you're trying to do. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they're always going to you know, they're, they're going to tell you the truth. And sometimes you're going to buy crap and it's time to unload it. And sometimes, you know, you don't, you, you shouldn't be in that, that market that you're trying to get in because you don't have enough money. Uh, whatever you, you do want people to be honest with you, but, um, anyway, you, you get, you get the point. Um, now the other thing about, about my guys is that they can handle the business. Um, that's a big deal. And in other words, if I have six vehicles working at, at one time and I need them all turned around and in a realistic time frame, they have the capability of doing that. And, and that's important. And they charge the right price. And, and let me, let me explain that. Don't, don't make your decision based on the hourly rate that the mechanic charges, you know, trying to get the cheapest hourly rate. Now you don't want to, you don't want to be gouged, um, but you need your guys to make money too. So frankly, I, I don't even negotiate on the price with my guys. Now that maybe I'm a dumbass on this, but I, I know 
and I know it's a rare thing to hear me say that I am not negotiating, but I don't, I don't negotiate with Dennis and Gary on, on what, what they charge me. What they charge me is fair, and I believe that. And they get paid, I get paid, and it all works out if I do my job right. Because, and I know I've said this, but I haven't said this for a couple episodes. You make your money when you buy it. And it's your job to buy it right. And, and of course, it's your job to get a, a good mechanic, too, or do the work yourself if you can. But you can't beat these guys up. They're on your team. They've got to make money. There's got to be something in it. And, I, I mean, frankly, if they're helping you, buy them some pizzas. Buy them some donuts. Take care of these guys. And that's something I try to do, and that reminds me I probably need to get some donuts for these guys sometime this week. Uh, <laughs> you want to? I always say I like to feed them food so they... It makes me look thinner if I make them fatter, but uh, seriously, take care of them and don't don't try to to uh, you know get every nickel out of the deal. So that's that's my answer. Uh, I hope that helps, Carl. All right, I I think we've pretty much hit the time limit on this episode. Now I've received about twenty seven or twenty eight questions this week, so I mean we can go on and on, but I want to respect your time. But not to worry, I've come up with a way to share the answers to each one of those questions to everyone who's interested. First, though, we're going to share something that I'm going to call my million-dollar business idea because it may be one of the coolest things I've ever learned, and I feel an obligation to share it with you. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you about our new answer channel that will allow me to share this information, the answers to all these questions, with you painlessly so that you can use it as your time allows. So here's the question. If you need some advertising, printing, or just need to go to the dentist and it's going to cost $1,000, what would you rather do? Pay cash or trade $1,000 of your services. And most small businesses would rather trade in order to save cash, but they find it difficult to find other businesses to trade with or who they can trust or to find what they need when they need it. Enter ITEX, the nation's largest retail trade exchange. ITEX has a marketplace of member companies that sell to and buy from each other using the ITEX dollar instead of cash. Sell what you want, when you want, at the price you designate. They promote your business to their other clients through the ITEX online directory and ITEX mobile. As you make new sales in their marketplace, you earn ITEX dollars. You can use those ITEX dollars with other businesses in the ITEX network whenever and with whomever you choose. Team Townley ITEX is the local franchise of ITEX Trade Exchange. For more information about ITEX or to get involved, contact my friend Gene Townley at 251-980-1023 or email him at gene.townley at itex.net or contact me. Just email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and I will be happy to answer any questions you have and introduce you to Gene. 
ITEX has helped me make a lot of money over the years, and I highly recommend them. Well, as I said before, we received close to 30 questions via flippingquestions at gmail.com this week. And man, that is tremendous. And I, and I, I answer each email personally unless instructed not to. <laughs> there was one. And, and, and we try to use a few of the questions during an episode like this. And every now and then we'll do that. But, but time just doesn't permit sharing all of them here. So I came up with something that I think is pretty cool. Our, our new answer channel, this is going to allow me to share the answers to each question that we receive with anyone who wants to subscribe to the channel. Just send an email to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com using answers in the subject line. And feel free to to include, you know, a question, comment, suggestion, or anything else you want to share about yourself. I'd, I would love to learn more about you and what, what you're doing out there. I really would. And about every 15 or 20 days, I plan to release an answer channel email that will include the questions and answers to the input that we get in. And if you send us that email request, you'll be added to that channel and begin receiving that input for free until you tell us to stop. Um, just, send it, just send it to flippingquestions at gmail.com with answers in the subject line. That's all there is to it. Thank you for hanging with us. And, and also thank you to our sponsors, Team Townley iTex and Nick's Restaurante for all they do to make Flipping Genius a possibility. Thank you for being loyal listeners. Please subscribe or save us as a favorite wherever you're listening so that you'll be the first to know when a new episode of Flipping Genius goes live. Remember, please share Flipping Genius with anyone you think will be interested. And, and seriously, wouldn't, wouldn't everyone be interested? <laughs> Let's get them all listening. You know, the bigger the audience gets, the more influence that we have on contributors to our resources page. Check that out, please. Go to flippinggenius.com with one G and click on the resources page. It's loaded with tips, referrals, and discounts on everything from tools and parts to auctions and business coaching. Seriously, I'm, I'm working hard to, to help make it something that will help all of us make more money. And so the larger the audience, the stronger that will get because I can actually negotiate better deals for all of us. Now, now it's time for me to sing a song for you. Uh, starting a few episodes ago, I decided to end each episode with one of my original songs. I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, the one I'm going to do today is one I co-wrote with one of my best friends, one of my oldest friends, Nick Menden. Nick and I grew up together in Ohio, and we've known each other since about third or fourth grade when we, we both got cut from the, the baseball team. <laughs> That's a long and funny story. And, and if you buy me a, a good bottle of bourbon, I'll be happy to, to share it with you. Anyway, here's our song. It's called Enough About Me. It's a little raw.
this tweet. Share my thoughts, like my post be. Should have followed me, but don't worry if you miss my latest good time. I video the whole event and posted it online. Not sure how we evolved to become so self-involved. I never thought she'd stop talking and sharing every detail of her youth. What she eats, where she's walking, her Uncle Peter and Nanny wrote. And just when my eyes began to droop, she said, Enough about me, what about you? What do you think about me? I could not believe what my ears had just heard And I swear it wasn't a beard I know it sounds absurd But I'm telling you the truth I got a head to do it though She can stay focused on her favorite subject And I guess that's just what we've all come to See my face, hear my voice my latest tweet, share my thoughts, like my post, be sure to follow me, don't you worry if you missed my latest good time, I video the whole event and posted it online, when my friend went on about his troubles, how long it been, how much you lacked All his shortcomings His bursted bubbles Even the Fat head gasket on his Cadillac But then he got my interest Back when he said Enough about me What about you, what do you Think of me See my face You hear my voice Read my latest I'm not sure how we evolved to become so self-involved, but I think it's time somebody takes a step back and listens to you without just being another pause to think of their next speech. So let me just say enough about me. What about you? What do you think of me? Let me know what you think about that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. <laughs>